Welcome to the Lighting Your Way podcast. This season, our sixth, we're talking to my colleagues at Guardian Nurses about how they help our patients navigate a very complex and confusing healthcare maze. At the end of each episode, you'll hear their suggestion as to how you can become an advocate for yourself and your loved ones. Although it is rare, men can get breast cancer. About one in 833 men will develop breast cancer in their lifetime. The number for women is one in eight. As we head into October, which is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, I speak with my guardian nurse's colleague, Charlotte Jeroma, as she shares her brother's personal story with breast cancer. Welcome back to the Lighting Your Way podcast, Charlotte Jeroma. Nice to, nice to have you back. Thanks for having me again, Betty. Appreciate being here. Yeah, well, you have a uh, very compelling um, story, I think, that we want to share. And particularly as we approach um, October, which is Breast Cancer Month, I uh, want to make sure that, you know, we're, we're telling the right stories. And I think yours is a particularly compelling one. So, um, so why don't we get started talking about uh, breast cancer in men, which I know you've uh, had a personal relationship with. So tee it up for us. Sure. So uh, a few years back, I got a phone call from my brother who was 32 at the time. And he was explaining to me how he was at work and he walked into a rear view mirror of a truck and he had a little bit of a lump in his chest. Uh, he waited a few weeks and it just kind of didn't go away. So he went to his family doctor and his family doctor said, listen, it's probably just trauma related, but we're going to get an ultrasound just to check it out. So we got an ultrasound and they didn't find a mass in his breast. Um, the doctor again, they're like, listen, you're a guy, you're 32. This is so, I'm like, you know, we're going to do a needle aspiration and we're going to just test it and see what's going on, but it will probably be benign. Well, lo and behold, when they tested it, he was diagnosed at that time at 32 with stage two ductal carcinoma. So they were all very shocked. He was a young man, otherwise pretty healthy. He was kind of heavy, but other than that, he was a pretty healthy guy and he was starting his breast cancer journey right there. Wow. Wow. You know, how many times have we as nurses heard stories where patients will have something happen to them unrelated, right, to the eventual diagnosis that they receive? But like that, your brother banged into a, a rearview mirror, right, got a bump on his breast, but, you know, revealed that there was a breast cancer in there. Like that's, it's yeah, amazing you know, to me. A little right? blessing the, in disguise that right. he hit that mirror and he thought right. to look into it further. Yeah. I mean, like sometimes we'll hear, and you particularly having been in the ER, you know, that folks will have a car accident and they'll do a chest x-ray just to be safe. And then they find something, right. Or a CAT scan. So, um, yeah, yeah I guess it's a divine intervention that had your brother bang into here. Let me get this guy to bang into the rearview mirror. That'll <laughs> teach him. <laughs> right, Not just clumsiness, but really meant to be at that time. <laughs> right. Right. So, okay. So he's died. So, so the surgeon, did he go to, you know, there's lots of breast surgeons around and, and mostly they deal with women. Right. But did he mm-hmm. go to like a breast surgeon or like what was for, for a guy okay. who's, who's been diagnosed with breast cancer? Tell me about like yeah. So male male breast cancer accounts for less than one percent of all breast cancer diagnoses. So he went to a breast or to a breast surgeon, 
And they said that the best course of action for him was to get a mastectomy. Wow. And because of his history and being a little bit heavier, they opted to do a double mastectomy at that time. And they took both of his breasts off so that he could start treatment. And then from there, he started a chemo and a radiation phase and went through that. Um, He did really well. A year out, he was deemed clear of all cancer, which was pretty fantastic. Uh, two years after that, they did find a little um, bit of metastasis on his ribs, so he started a different course of treatment and radiation. Uh, wow. He's been doing well. He went on to have a baby with his wife, little miracle baby. Mm-hmm. And from there, he's been doing maintenance therapy and doing really well with um, his course of treatment. Still fighting his fight nine years later, but he wow. is a big advocate of sharing that men, too, get breast cancer. Sure. I bet. I mean, given his his story, that's amazing. So so let me ask you, like, obviously, since it's such a small percentage of of men who experience this, was like, did his friends say, oh, come on? Like, did he have any kind of I don't want to say stigma, but but what was the reaction from his friends um, or coworkers or something? Because you don't hear a lot of men having breast cancer, certainly not a lot having a double mastectomy. Right. So whenever people find out that he has cancer and he says, no, I have breast cancer, everybody kind of like gets a little taken back because they just don't kind of expect to hear it from uh, him being that age and gender. Right. So, I mean, it is more common in like the 60 to 70 year old population, but it does In 60 to 70 year old men, is it what you're saying? In 70 year old men. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for men. So that's the highest percentage of men that are diagnosed. Well, you know, we I just read an article, I guess it was a couple of days ago, about the incidence. They're seeing a lot more cancers early in uh, people's lives, right? 30-year-olds with colon cancer and, you know, 20-year-olds with this cancer. Like, it's, it, there has been a, it seemingly, anecdotally at least in guardian nurses, that there are a lot more younger patients that we're dealing with that have cancer. Um, and your brother, you know, at 32 yeah. is certainly one of them, right? Did he get yeah, the same, um, yeah. I guess, you know, chemo's chemo, right? Whether you're male or female, same chemo? Yeah, he did have an estrogen positive uh, cancer, so he was treated for that. Um, and he is, we took him for a second opinion, even like two years into his treatment, and he's now in a program where he is eligible for clinical trials if they come up. Because previously, males with breast cancer were excluded from pre- uh, clinical trials. But now I think there's like, I think the one study I read said about 33% of trials are open to men with breast cancer as well. Okay. So that's really great that there's more options for treatment available. So they're including the men in the general trial with women. They're not just, ex- they're just making a research study of men with breast cancer. No, they're included in the clinical trials with right. all breast cancer. Previously okay. they were excluded. Okay. I think because there was lack of numbers behind that. Right. Well, and it's all right. It's all driven by by stats and data and and um, mm-hmm. you know, somebody saying, well, there's such a low incidence. Like why, for instance, well, even at 32, were men to get mammograms, he wouldn't have been eligible for a mammogram. There is a family history of breast cancer for some people like that does make you like one of five patients with family history that are male can get breast cancer. In our case, we did have one aunt who had breast cancer. She was BRCA negative, and he too was BRCA negative, so that wasn't a factor. But they said other risk factors could be things such as obesity, um, 
or increased levels of estrogen. Anybody that could have radiation exposure to their chest are also at higher risk for developing breast cancer as a man. Wow. So um, what, what do you, rec- I mean, I, I guess, you know, at 32, is, do you recommend that men do breast self-exam? Absolutely. I think everybody should know their body and including their breasts, even though you're a man, you should be aware of what your breasts feel like routinely. You should always check under your armpits to see if there's any swelling or lumps there. <clears throat> when you look at your breast, make sure there's no like irritation or dimpling, any discharge from your nipples or any lumps or swelling. Because anything like that, even though you think it could be something else, you should probably alert your doctor just to get checked out because you never know what it could be. Right. Well, clearly, in, in your brother's case, <laughs> he just bumped into a... Thank God he bumped into the rearview mirror. Wow. Yes, we say that all the time. I'm really happy that he was so diligent about getting checked out. Yeah, because... Uh, so what, he's 40, 41 now? Nine years? He is 41, mm-hmm, nine years later. Yeah, and yeah. just this year, we saw a mother doctor and feel that his course of treatment is on the right plan. So we're going to keep him on this course of treatment and okay. hopefully he'll just continue to do as well as he's been doing. So Charlotte, so we have one in 833 men getting breast cancer, one in eight women. Um, because it's a hormonal uh, cancer, what's, I'm thinking about testicular cancer. What's, do you know what the rate is for um, you know, the incidence for men getting testicular cancer? According to the American Cancer Society, about one in every 250 males will develop testicular cancer at some point in their lifetime. Wow. So, so testicular yeah. also are very important. Yeah. So, so obviously more because it's, it's their hormones, right? Um, so, so your brother's well, he's nine years in or nine years out, I should say. Um, so what's his future look like? What, t- tell me, you know, he's got a little girl, right? Oh, he's a little boy. Oh, a little junior. Yep. And he is still continuing with treatment. He'll stay on treatment and enter surveillance. He has a great team behind him. Um, he's got an amazing support system with his friends and family. Um, not just saying that because I'm his sister, but no, he really does have a great support system. <laughs> he's got a great <laughs> sister. His sister's been <laughs> his best does. advocate. Right. <laughs> I I do try to go with him to some of his appointments, the big ones at least. <laughs> and I always get my updates. So his numbers are trending down okay. and he's tolerating his treatments well right now and doing really good. Wonderful. That's great. I'm I'm glad to hear it. I um I didn't ask um and I, I don't want to end with this, so let's not end with it, but um did it, his insurance cover all of his treatment? He did. He, um, his insurance did cover all his treatment. He was very fortunate. They had a big fundraiser to help him with things outside of right. his um, insurance needs, but the insurance did cover all his treatments and his second opinions. That's great. Thank God. Um, yeah. And, you know, even his advocacy um, personally with his friends and family and coworkers probably is, is bringing attention to the fact that men do get breast cancer. So. Um, Yes, you know that that's certainly his his legacy to have more people interested in in knowing about it. Um, wh- how would you like in terms of tips? I know you want to talk or suggest that men do, you know, look at their bodies, make sure that there's no lumps or bumps or odd looking things. Anything else that you'd like to leave us with? 
being aware of your body and being your own advocate is a huge um, takeaway. Um, knowing yourself and knowing how you feel and make sure that you report it and that your feelings are heard because your concerns are valid and people need to listen to you because I always tell people nobody knows you better than you. So if you have that concern and somebody's not listening to you, go to another doctor and make sure that you get another opinion on that too. Right. And, and I guess I would add, you know, don't dismiss um, things that, you as a man, you think, oh, I can't have breast cancer or, you know, oh, I must have hurt myself. Like, don't dismiss symptoms or don't just, I know a lot of men will dismiss chest pain, for instance, because they think it's muscular. Right. Absolutely true. Mm-hmm. So yeah, don't dismiss. Dr. Google. Yeah. <laughs> don't Google your own symptoms and diagnose yourself. Right. Go to a healthcare professional <laughs> and definitely right. don't dismiss how you feel and what you think you're feeling. It's better right. to be proven wrong than to not be examined and treated. Right. And do not let the healthcare system dismiss you more importantly, perhaps, because we certainly have had examples of that. Plenty of examples. Uh, I know we've had stories right and left at guardian nurses about healthcare system and healthcare professionals dismissing patients. So, you know, it's a, it's your, it's your health. I'm sorry. I said, just because you don't fit the criteria of a certain diagnosis doesn't mean that you can't have it. Correct. Right. Well, thank you. I appreciate you you sharing a, a personal story. I'm glad your brother is on the on the other side, so to speak, and and uh, doing well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please, really please let him know that we're we're thinking of him and and we're w- rooting for him. Thank you. I definitely will, and I'm sure he'll be listening to this very soon. <laughs> and remember. She's the best sister ever. <laughs> That's the takeaway <laughs> for him. him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best takeaway for him from this podcast. I have the best sister ever. Absolutely. <laughs> I should get him a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's worthy of a t-shirt for sure. All right, Charlotte, thank for you sure. so much for joining us. I look forward to hearing from you again. All right. Thank you, Betty. Thanks for having me. Look forward to next time. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. If you have any questions that you would like us to address in a future episode, please email us at podcast at guardiannurses.com. That email again is podcast at guardiannurses.com. We would love to hear from you. Thank you for joining us this week. You can find the Lighting Your Way podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, YouTube, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you liked what you heard, tell a friend and leave us a review. You can learn all about Guardian Nurses Healthcare Advocates on our website, guardiannurses.com. So until next time, find some joy in your life, pet all the good doggies and kitties, and remember to tell your people that you love them. Take care.